All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode two of the Daily Faceoff podcast. Once again, my name is Brock Segan, and with me are my two co-hosts, Michael Biebs Bondi. That's this guy right here. Dylan D. Berthium. How's it going, buddy? Not bad, not bad. Um, first of all, I'd like to start the episode off by wishing everybody um, in Canada, all our Canadian listeners, a happy Thanksgiving. Hope wow. you guys had a good time this weekend, and happy Columbus Day to our American listeners. I'm not really sure what uh, what you guys celebrate for that. I don't, I don't think it's a like a federal hall i think it's just like a yeah i'm not totally sure i know that one of the teams today was playing because of it so. yeah well you know what there's a baseball guy who uh who chirped canada yesterday so it's not really bad for us to uh yeah <laughs> not really bad for us to not know what columbus day is i suppose yeah yeah we're pretty i, I actually if i could say something about it i'm pretty sure i could be totally wrong about this but i'm pretty sure they used to get like columbus day and like lincoln's b-day all off and then they just put it all into one day in president's day that's what i think I can uh, I can respect some knowledge on that on that subject for sure. But you know what? I'm Canadian. I've never caught a foul ball before, so there's not a lot I can offer on the topic. <laughs> Ooh, feel it, Reynolds. No, but um, now that that's out of the way, yeah, <laughs> had to attack him right off the hop. I think everybody in Canada that's doing any form of uh, social media this week is probably or today, I guess, given uh, given the gear is pretty good. But um, you know, did you guys have a good Thanksgiving Day weekend? Uh, yeah. I mean, um, I destroyed gravy and that's what I love to do. Like there's nothing better than just like drinking gravy on Thanksgiving <laughs> and then whatever lands underneath it is just there. Right? So yeah. So that's something that was, Hey, it, it happened. So that was a good Thanksgiving. In my nice. Life. I actually, I was like kind of feeling the same thing and then I got gravy all over my Caesar salad and it was just 
You get gravy all over anything. Dude, no. Have you had gravy. gravy on Caesar salad before? It's terrible. It's like automatic soggy salad. Fair enough. Fair enough. So that'll run, that'll run a Thanksgiving quick. <laughs> no, I'll still do it. Uh, I, I did the same tonight, too. Girlfriend made a beautiful, beautiful spread. Oh, quick quick girlfriend drop real quick. Yeah, yeah hey. Thanks, Rose. She, uh, she, she made me a beautiful spread, and then boom, gravy on the salad. It's like, oh, uh, like. What are you going to do? But anyway, so that's enough about Thanksgiving and girlfriends. Um, gravy. <laughs> and gravy. For sure. it's, it's never enough about gravy. If, I wonder what gravy's own percentage would be if it was, <laughs> if it was a fancy hot 99. I mean, you never see 100, so probably 90. No, you'd see 100 here. Yeah. you get a first. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I gave, uh, I gave Dylan the gears in the first episode about forgetting to turn his mic on, and I think uh, it's probably – my turn to take some uh, some heat for ruining episode number two. So this is episode t- episode two two point uh, uh, Hopefully it goes better than the, f- the last one that I just somehow lost for whatever reason. But um, yeah, I thought I was supposed to be like the jokester, but apparently I'm just the guy who does things right around here. I don't know. Somebody's, Somebody's got to do it right. Happens to the best. Somebody's <laughs> got to do something right. Well, uh, before we get into fantasy hockey, I think we should uh, point out that. Um, for all of our Canadian listeners and Blue Jay fans, that Woo! Dylan yeah, Dylan attended Game One and Two in Toronto, <laughs> and they lost both games. I didn't, um, I he didn't. did not fly out to Texas. He did not fly out to Texas, and they managed to take Games Three and Four. Looked much better than they did in Game One and Two, and it's heading back to TO for Game Five. Is it t- not tomorrow, but Wednesday? Wednesday, Wednesday? Wednesday. Dylan, please tell us you're not going. Um, I didn't know this was the angle you were going to take on that. I thought you were going to ask me about my experience at the ball. We games. can get into that after. We, I just, we I could, just, but it's just not as fun. You know? I just like start every episode off with a little bit of heat just, just to get the blood flowing. Just a little bit of shade. Eh? Um, yeah, no, it, it was, it kind of sucked. Obviously the double L wasn't fun to, wasn't fun, but like the atmosphere was insane. Like hands down the most engaged I've ever been in a sporting event. And like the whole crowd too, like. Every single strike, every single ball, everyone's on their feet. Everyone's so into the game. It was really cool to see. It's so much different than a regular season baseball. Yeah, I went to uh, Tigers playoff game last year, and uh, it was good. Like it was, I just can't believe like how on the edge of the seat everybody is for every ball and strike. It's so different. Like I mean, in the regular season, you go there and half the people aren't even paying attention. It's like. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like, you see, like, a guy up the bat, and it's like a million people are watching you, like, take this 100-mile-per-hour pitch. And they're just staring at you, like, waiting. Like, that's just, I don't know, that pressure just seems crazy yeah, to me. Like, NHL, you know, you can, you can whip around. You got four other guys out there on your team who can kind of cover you up. But there, it's like, it's you and just a pitcher. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I feel like know. if you're thinking about that, though, you're not going to oh, hit a pitch. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. No, there's yeah, no way you hit a 100-mile-per-hour fastball without, like, a 1,000% of your focus being on hitting that fish. Did you think like maybe that that got to them a little bit like at home? Like they they seemed kind of like like edgy a little bit. They didn't seem like they were totally. Yeah, well, you know, obviously this isn't a baseball podcast, but I'll give a quick opinion right here. They the Jays that like what made them stand out as such an offensive team. Obviously they hit the home runs, but they had the best on base percentage all year, right? Like this is the discipline team, especially the meat of the order. Like what made Donaldson, Batista, Edwin so dangerous is they weren't afraid to lay the bat down and hand it off to the other guy when the pitches weren't there. And I think in game one with all the hype that was going on in the stadium, I think when those situations came up, uh, what do you, whatever you want to call it, gripping the bat too hard, but I think the guys were maybe just a little too amped, to the, and they weren't like their patient, disciplined selves at the plate, and you really saw them get back to that game plan in Texas. So it seems like they're back in that. Hopefully it carries over to that game five on Wednesday. Pumped to see they uh, brought it back. Good for the boys. 
back in uh, back in top form by the looks of things. And one, thing, one last thing with the Jays, I was laughing today when I was watching it. Nothing makes me laugh more than when Edwin has a great at-bat, just like rips one for a single, and then goes to first, and he honestly just looks upset. He's just like, damn, <laughs> man, I, got, I didn't get a jack, first of all. And second of all, I'm not going to run the bases with both arms moving. Like, I don't know, I don't know if I know how to do this. It, it cracks me up every time he does it. <laughs> just like what do you oh i hit a single are you kidding me dude that guy hits the hardest singles like they're so <laughs> hard like any if, he, if it doesn't leave the park it's straight up because he didn't get the elevation like that's always the reason some some spots like when in the first couple games especially i was looking i'm like man like how bad could this team just use somebody like miguel because it seemed like everybody was walking up to the play like oh i'm trying to just hit a bomb every time like they need like a miguel cabrera that's just gonna just like yeah just slap this to oppo and i think it's easier when you play at comerica and the parks the outfield's twice the size what about the um the, all like the like the complaints i guess because the jays record was like way way better at home when the when the roof was open and then mlb decided to to close it yeah um legitimately like i heard don sherry's freaking out about that on norm on kelly Saturday. norm just, kelly was yeah. blowing up twitter about just it just freaking out about it toronto councilman norm kelly but um i Honestly, like, yeah, the the balls tend to fly out a little bit more when the roof's open, but it's kind of a non-issue because the roof's, it's just too cold, man. Like, the, uh, sorry, the MLB is never going to open up a roof when it's 14 degrees Celsius outside. Yeah. <laughs> American like, listeners, you can do that conversion. It was quick. definitely funny just because, like, everybody seemed like they were like, oh, this, like, the MLB doesn't want a Canadian yeah. team. It's just like, and, like, there's a way to look at it. Like, the umpire, I think, like, had the umpire been decent in game two, there no, like, there would have been no complaints yeah. about the roof. Yeah, not one question. But it was just like, oh, the yeah. umpire sucked. Like, they're out to get us completely. But, like, realistically speaking, um, the, the roof's never been open for a playoff game in Toronto, so. Yeah. Which is totally fair. Like, yeah. you can't just start blaming it now. <laughs> Like yeah. this is the yeah. issue. This is why we lost. Toronto sports fans, man, there's always something we gotta we gotta pick yeah, on. You know what? Honestly, like I hope they win on Wednesday because, like, no, it's good that all this is going on too because it's making everyone forget uh, that grabbing was scratch. That's cool. Just had to address it, but he's back. He's he's dressed with uh, with Toronto, so he's here to prove uh, to prove but D right. It- take an injury for Grabner to get back in the lineup. I think it might have taken a shot. To Sean Mathias, yeah. Might have, might have taken a Sean Mathias shoulder injury to get back in. I, I don't understand this at all. Like, you can lay out that roster. There's no way he's the 13th best forward on that squad. So, you know what? Screw you, Babs. No, you know what? Taking the Mike Commodore stance on this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> was that real? Was, was he hacked? I don't know. Like, I heard, like, the article I read was that Commodore basically, like, just hated Babcock like since the beginning something to do with like <laughs> we're not gonna go there but something blending too much man you jersey. can't have more than one redhead in a room at one time there's just too much fire going on there was something to do about before when like I think before he was in Detroit and then once he got to Detroit like Commodore scratched like every night like didn't he's on like, Carolina before right like back in the day yeah. so it would have probably played against him in the playoff in the finals yeah. there was something else though before like even I can't remember it exactly. It was something before, I think his NHL career even started. So, like, there was a lot of just, there was a total just, like, disconnect between uh, Commodore and, and Babcock. And, yeah, he ripped it up and fart, and then he was just like, that was fake, like, that got hacked. And, like, two minutes later, there was just, like, another attack on Babcock, and then he was like, hey, wait, 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 wait a second. Was it fake? Was it real? Is it... But who knows? Apparently, uh, apparently, I don't know. Yeah, um, I actually I actually just went on his Twitter page, and he says, wait a sec, it has been hacked. Mike Babcock is a piece of, and you guys could just fill it. <laughs> yeah. And it said, go wings with a kick, kissy face, 
dash MC for Mike Commodore. So he's even signing off on him now. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> clearly he's not a big fan, I guess. Yeah. I, pre- I appreciate the Wings love. Not going to lie there. I'll, 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 uh, I'll appreciate that every day of the week. He didn't play much yeah, I, wa- I wasn't buying the hack job because it went on for hours. <laughs> it wasn't like a quick two tweets like uh, – I ain't a steer. Like, yeah. <laughs> I ain't no steer that Tyler said. The thing right? that was, like, getting me, though, is, like, people were tweeting at him and saying stuff. And then he was, like, like for example, I got one here. It just says, go F yourself. Like, that's all it says. And it's Dude, just, yeah, he was like, tripping his, so many That's his people. response to, like, a random, like, citizen out there yeah. just telling them to go F yeah. themselves. Yeah. Like, all right. His career's over. Yeah, he doesn't really. He's sitting on wads of cash just chilling. I don't like, about wads. Well, more than me. He you. actually... You can, I believe, in one of those Twitter arguments, he referred to himself as a self-made millionaire. So you're probably right. Yeah. He's probably still sitting on walls. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Self-made. He, he's making like ginger afro wigs or something. I don't know, guys. Just like that's the only thing I can ever think about when I think of Mike Commodore. Yeah, just outrageous hair. Love it. Love him for it. They based those Halloween like yeah. big giant. Oh yeah, like those two years when he was legit, just had like the biggest red fro. He probably owns the party warehouse. Yeah, that's his thing. He pops <laughs> them up. Started with the orange wig. Every October, the logo actually is up. like a big. I know. It's just Mike Commodore with makeup on. We just don't even know it. <laughs> All right. Um, well. That's enough, I guess. Well, actually, it's not enough. I got one more thing to say. Just say are we um, just calling it on the podcast? Like, no, Brock's no, gone, no. that's enough? I just wanted to just point out, because um, I know there's probably a lot of Leafs listeners out there, and I got a lot of buddies who are Leafs fans, and I just want to say, Friday night was pretty awesome for me. I'm not going to lie. It's one of the best feelings ever to watch your team just torch your arch rival. I had a buddy over, and he uh, he gave up pretty much six minutes into the game. Like, so it's too bad that we don't have like the visuals because there's like death stares going across the table right now. Lee <laughs> fan, new Red Wing fan, right here. Yeah, it, no, it. I get what he's saying. It's definitely the same feeling I get twice a year when the Packers play the Lions. So, hey, that's good. hockey podcast. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's uh, let's shift gears to what we're really here for. Um, so we're we're a week into the season. Not even we're almost a week into the season. Um. It's been, uh, are you guys in any leagues that ended like this week, like on Sunday or, cause I know I'm in one league on, yeah, or on ESPN that ended on Sunday. And Did you set it up like that or just, no, it's just like ESPN just does it for you. I think, I think ESPN ends week one. Yeah. And then Yahoo carries. Over. I was going to yeah, say like sucks. looking at numbers, we only really missed out on Monday. So like I would have totally been cool with Tuesday, any Tuesday too. Yeah. Yeah, Tuesday. Oh yeah. Sorry. So Monday, Tuesday, but like numbers were still like kind of good enough that it wasn't just a sample size. Like they it wasn't got, like a ton of games yeah. either though. I'm totally cool with two weeks. I got not have any weeks. Yeah, no, I like I. You know what? I'm not gonna complain. I got the W in that league, so um, that's greasy, <laughs> dude. I was getting killed because of a Zach Prize hat trick, like on what Thursday or Friday. Prize had a hat. I'm like, I looked. I'm getting murdered, and then I look on Saturday night. My team, like Gujo, just ripped it up. Like a bunch of the boys just showed up. So I'll take the one week, uh, the one week sketch. But let's get into it now. Um, I'm sure people have already started to tweak their lineups, just like you know, six days into the season. Um, let's talk about a couple guys who, if you had, you know, kind of just Michael Grabner on your team, needed to drop him because some guy recommended him. Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> who, uh, we'll start with you, Biebs. Who are you targeting on the waiver wire this week? Okay, so um, one of the reasons I'm targeting this guy is because last week I said Phoenix, and uh, that was brutal. It's Arizona. My bad. Um, but now, <laughs> you said uh, Phoenix? Yeah, I said Phoenix on the podcast. I was told by a couple of people, I'm like, sorry, I really, they don't have that much relevance to me. I just forget. We accept Arizona or Glendale, okay? 
On behalf of the people of Glendale, we will accept Arizona or Glendale. Glendale okay, so on this one, I guess, I'll, I'll get it right. He's off the Arizona Coyotes. Um, it's Tobias Reeder. Uh, yeah, I, I did watch NHL videos to make sure that I said that one right. Because I'm I, not going to lie. I thought it was Ryder as well. But uh, Tobias Reeder, he's, uh, he, has, he has three points. Um, and it wasn't just a one-game sample either like, uh, like some guys out there. Um, he had a he had a goal and an assist in his first game, and then um, he had another another goal in his second game. There, um, he's in all the positions to have success in Arizona. It's kind of I think it's kind of going to be like a if you play well, you're going to get the minutes out there. And uh, it seems like he's kind of starting to take the reins on that, or just at least he's he's just kind of a guy to watch because if he does take the reins, he's uh, he could definitely definitely kill it there. Um, he's first line power play. Um, he's a guy who was he was well looked at coming coming in uh, before last year. So um, so definitely keep your eye out on him. He uh, he's playing top six minutes, like guaranteed, right? Yep. He's guaranteed the top six minutes. He's on the top power play unit right now. Um, before last year, he was unreal in the AHL with Portland. Uh, I got his numbers here in front of me: twenty-eight goals, twenty assists in sixty-four games, which is Damn. great AHL numbers. Yeah, and he's a ninety-three too. So like he was doing that what when yeah, he was yeah, 20, twenty years old? That's he's, not bad. Comes in now. He's Twenty-two. Last year he had thirteen goals in seventy-two games. Like, and he and he displayed a lot of. Like, he's got a ton of talent, yeah. right? So you know, I don't. I like it a lot. He's definitely somebody worth targeting because there's a lot of guys like um, that you probably play in your leagues with that l- kind of look at the waiver wire, and no matter how good, you know, say Riders' numbers here are, they're gonna grab that name instead of him, like, or like they're just gonna be like mm, Arizona, not going there. And, like, it's really not a bad team. Like, they need offense. Yeah. It's like the same thing you said in the first episode. Like, somebody's got to score in Toronto. Somebody's got to score in Arizona. And it's – and finally, like, especially with the addition of Domi and Duclair now this year. Like, those, too. those three, like – The they Duke needed, of Glendale. They didn't have, like, anybody, like, with, like, dynamic talent that was going to, like, take over a game and do something crazy. Now, like, the three of them, there's a lot of offense there. There's a lot to like, so – yeah, it's definitely like a young line that's that's one to keep an eye on, and it's one that's kind of again being overshadowed by the McDavid thing. So it's definitely like like keep an eye on Domi, keep an eye on Reader. Domi had a great great season opener, NHL debut. I think he had a goal and assist, and he looked awesome. Yeah, Oliver Ekman Larson like oh yeah, just raved about him after the game. Like this kid's unreal, and that's definitely especially like keeper leagues. I mean, if you didn't draft Domi, I was probably a mistake because he's probably already gone. But in standard leagues, he's definitely somebody that you should keep an eye on. Yeah, I know yeah. for Ekman Larson, even like um, we were doing an auction draft and, and someone in the room made a comment like, why is this guy going for so much? Like he said, he, he even said he plays for Arizona. And I, 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 Oliver Ekman Larson has just come on so strong the past couple of years. It's, it's almost, it's undeniable the amount of offensive talent he has. So like Arizona or not, he's still going to be their number one. And through years to come, he's going to continue to be their number one, undoubtedly. So, well, like, yeah, again, don't be scared of Arizona base. It's crazy watching like just the the Yotes games and just seeing how much the play th- yeah. flows through, through him, him yeah, on through one body. And he touches the puck multiple times every single time he steps on the ice. He led the team in goals last year. Like, <laughs> not too many defensemen can say that's going to happen. But like, if he is some Mike Green shit, yeah, if he's going to do it again, he's going to have to score twenty plus. And from a defenseman in fantasy, like twenty plus goals, like it's that's amazing. Great. Like aside from Eric Carlson, like that could be the number two fantasy defenseman, and he's a steal every year. Like that's the one thing about Ekman Larson, like. Some people think you're reaching for him, but really, it's a steal. So, he has like a higher ceiling than those other guys that go in those rounds, right? And his floor is so low too; like he's never really had a bad year. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too about about Reader and like like the pickups. A lot of people pick up a guy who's kind of like bound to go on the downswing. Reader is one of those guys where like he can totally go up. So like 
kind of look, look for those guys again. Like they're the guys who, who can make an impact on your lineup that people don't really see coming and, and you can grab before they see them kind of thing. How about you, Dylan? What do you got as a as a notable waiver wire pickup here heading into week two? Uh, I was trying to I was looking at Yahoo. I was trying to find a guy kind of in like that twenty to forty percent range that's going to be in the majority of leagues. Um, I couldn't really find one in that range. I had a couple on the outskirts though. The first one's Drew N. He's still sitting at about like fifty two percent right now, which is insane. Like that's Yahoo standard. Yeah, we also talk about Yahoo because they're more accurate than the ESPN uh, statistics, right? Yeah, no, ESPN is always like I think on ESPN is like a hundred percent owned, which yeah, it's weird because I'm pretty sure they do it by percentiles, not percentages. Yeah, that so wasn't accurate, but they've switched it over in like basketball and baseball the last few years, so I wouldn't be surprised if it happens in hockey soon. Yeah, he uh, like the one he scored tonight. I'm pretty sure, or like well, this afternoon, I guess, and. I don't, I, well, he's I just don't, finally getting the opportunity we've been waiting for, right? Like, he's on that first power play, and he's playing with Stammer. And, like, obviously, Stam- it's crazy because, like, they dealt Martin St. Louis. And, like, the, the the way Stammer is, like, he's a center, but he kind of, like, plays off the puck more than most centers would. So it's like, oh, man, you have this perfect fit of this playmaking winger, and you went and dealt him away. And it's like, no, nah, we got you, man, bro. Like, yeah, it's fine. Basically the right. same. Like, he's – I can't believe how good he is with the puck on his stick. Like, yeah. Just, like, he, he creates so much open ice – so when you put him with Stamkos, you're just going to sit there, kind of like Ovechkin style, and just rip that one tee. Like, yeah, that's exactly what he wants. The guy, like, two years ago, they were saying, like, he's too good for the junior hockey league he was playing in. Like, that, that says something for him. Normally those guys tend to – Yeah. I mean, sometimes they bust, but normally they that, that's a sign of things to come for sure. Oh, and uh, real quick, the other guy I was looking at was uh, Vincent Trocek on the, the Panthers there. He's got dual position eligibility in Yahoo, which is nice, center and right wing. It's a young guy, relatively, uh, like, third-round pick, we were saying, right? Yeah, he was drafted in the third. Yeah. Um, he's had a pretty hot start so far, and he's been getting rewarded with it the games after. He played 18 minutes tonight, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, seems to be playing on that top unit. And he's a pretty skilled guy. He did really well in the AHL last year. You got the numbers? I forget. Yeah, he uh, he ripped it. <laughs> He ripped it up a couple years ago in the A. 18 and 21, I believe. Yeah, he had, well, two years two years ago, he had 42 points in, 50, yeah. uh, in 55 games. And then last year, he had 19 points in 23 games before being called up. And then he played, the thing about Trocek is, like, I always notice it editing the lines on daily faceoff is, like, one game he'll be playing kind of like top six for, like, a like a day. Yeah. And then they drop him down. But so you're talking, like, last year, right? Yeah, last year. And then this year, like, I think, like, he was starting off kind of, like, bottom six forward. But I like it's he's too talented. Like, like that's what I don't understand. Like some some teams give these like decent veteran guys like these top six minutes, and then they give these ultra talented yeah. young kids these like these you know small earn your, six earn your piece, right? Well, that's the thing about him too. As a third round pick, it's not like he had his way like carved through the system, right? Like right. he had a sick last year in junior. It was like 109, 50 goals, right? Uh, kind of made his way, kind of earned him a chance on the AHL roster, and he took that and ran with it, obviously, and pushed it. And, Carving himself a spot on the NHL roster now and like making his way up and seems to be rewarded for the good play he's had so far. Uh, at the same time, like, he's only 6% owned. You don't really need to jump ship on him quite yet. But, I mean, deeper leagues and potentially keeper leagues might be a guy you want to keep an eye on. Yeah, definitely just somebody to throw on that watch list. Like, I mean, like, okay, I mean, seven seven goals they scored, I think, against, against uh, Philly in the opener. Yeah. So, like, but for him to cash in on four of those goals, scored one himself, had three assists, like, like even the best players can't cash in seven, you know, four points on seven goals. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, four points in a game is like I don't know. I was gonna compare it to baseball. Like when you see a pitcher get ten strikeouts, like 
good guys do that, but most people can't do it. And no matter how much talent they have, four points is a lot of points. Yeah, like you have to be a really talented player to get four points in a game. So like I think that just speaks volumes. And then tonight, like you said, Dylan, he was rewarded. He was rewarded with uh, 18 minutes tonight. They got shut out, but I mean, I I expected a really strong bounce back effort from the Flyers. Regardless, Michael Newberth looked really really good. But going forward, Trocek's a guy to definitely keep your eye on. He just, like, like we said, four points in a game. How can you? Yeah. <laughs> Scott, yeah. the skill's there. The skill's definitely there. Yeah, because four points in a game can make you break your week sometimes. Yeah. He can do that. You don't want to overreact to those big performances early in the season, but at the same time, like, it's definitely an eye catcher. It's, it's notable for sure. It's somebody to keep an eye on. And, like, it's a way, obviously, like we said, it's a way to earn better minutes on that lineup. Like there's, there's Which is becoming more and more skilled each year, it seems. They're going to be a good team this year, man. I really like Florida going forward. Huberdeau looks like he might be a steal in a lot of leagues. Oh, yeah. Huberdeau, I had him as my number one ranked, like, breakout candidate yeah. this year. He's going to be – he's a stud. I like that team a lot. And honestly, like, I, I was never going to draft him in any leagues. But, like, Yarmer Yager is going to have a good year. Yeah, he'll he really score a lot is. of goals, I think. And, like, that's kind of what they just have him there for, just to pot it on the power play. Yeah, he's like a free 20 like, goals. Man. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. He's one of those guys that they'll laugh at. You'd be like, uh, you're taking a chance on a 43-year-old. Proven 43-year-old. The 40. Like, yeah. the, the only one. It's so funny, though. Like, when I watched them, like, even last year after they traded for him, like, I was like, hey, I want to kind of see how this works. So that's such a young team. Him and Barkov just love each other. Like, they, they play so well together. But I'll get to my pickup real quick here. Uh, Dylan Larkin, obviously, I'm a massive Red Wing fan. I was just could not wait for this kid to make his debut. And it was against the Leafs, and he did not disappoint he uh, His goal forced Bernier from the game. It was a snipe. People will say that Bernier was maybe a, you know, not the greatest goaltending. What do you think, Dylan? Not the um, greatest positioning? No. Not the greatest? Still a nice shot, though. Can't deny the shot. Yeah, it was a good shot. I'll take it. He's got a goal and two assists in his first two games as an NHLer. Ten shots over that span. A plus six, which is phenomenal. The thing about Larkin is um, he has to play great to stay with the team, I think. Um, Helm's coming back probably tomorrow. Is Larkin Jr. eligible still? No, right? No. He... My bad. No, it's all good. He, um... I like, just so Helm, about, like, the 11. Helm's coming back tomorrow, which... So, Ferraro is gonna probably get bumped down. And then after that, though, like, once Datsu gets back, if Larkin stays, he's there for the year. Mm-hmm. Unless, like, he just... Goes into the tank. Folds, yeah. yeah. Like, unless he just folds it up like a lawn chair, doesn't feel like playing anymore, they'll send him back to the A, whatever. But, like, he's playing... He's playing on the top line right now, and him, Zetterberg, and Abdicator, they looked good. Dominated the Leafs. Oh, yeah. They don't normally play Dats and Zeddy together. Like, they do, they do, and they don't. Like, it's like, yeah, fake. it's always been weird with Babcock. He kind of just throws lines. Yeah, out. so now with Blashell, it's going to be exciting. Not exciting. It's going to be different to see. Yeah. Like, even today, like, Nyquist is on the third line with Shahan and Pulkinen. Like, that is such a dirty third line. Like, so much young talent. So I think, like, if he keeps playing good by the time. Kind of dirty. Yeah, whatever. Kind of. By the time by the time Datsuk gets back in late uh, late October, early November, if Larkin's still doing his thing, he's going to be with this team for the year, and he's a dirty pickup. He's only 32% owned in Yahoo, and he's got to go after it, especially right now because he's playing on the wing. He's only center eligible, I think, on, on Yahoo. But if he continues to play the wing, he'll get that wing eligibility eventually, eventually and he's somebody to keep an eye on. But um, speaking about that line... Ablocator, he was the number one star in the NHL this week. Not even myself expected that. <laughs> um, somebody I follow on Twitter, actually, I, I can't even 
remember her name right now, but she's a huge Red Wing fan. She's a funny, I think her name's Kenzie or something like that. She's a great. Sup, Kenzie. She's, yeah, sup, Kenzie. Hopefully you listen. She, uh, she's a hilarious Red Wings follow. And before the game started, she goes, abdicate her hat trick tonight. And he did, like, and he it did, was like, in real, a period. Every, every ball, it was so That's funny. Hilarious. Yeah, did it, did it in, like, 26 yeah. minutes. It was so funny that everyone was like, oh, my God, you called that. And I was like, that's impressive. And then he follows that up with a goal and an assist against Carolina. Like, on, I don't know. I'm looking on ESPN right now. He's the number one ranked left winger. <laughs> he's the new mule, man. Yeah, it's not going to last. It's, but uh, he's a good, like, dude, he had a good year last year. Yeah, if your league has hits, too, he's one of those guys who can kind of, like, he can give you hits yeah. and give you points for now at least no. and he could keep it going for sure he had a pretty good year last year too what is career high yeah it was career highs across goals. the board like, yeah, like, I, I joked about the meal thing but like he could we could probably see him putting up numbers comparable to what franzen did like in a oh. years past right like maybe not his best years like i think he almost touched 70 with points. this with the surrounding cast like yeah if he plays with that or zetterberg if they're split up like on a regular basis like last year he had 23 goals he could be a 30-goal scorer, especially with this start. I tweeted out when he had the – I think he had the hat-trick yeah, in like – That's a jump start. <laughs> yeah. I think he had a hat-trick in, uh, what, 26 minutes or whatever. I tweeted out, like I did the, did the math. I was like, whatever, let's see what this is. He was on pace for 615 <laughs> yeah, goals. That was the point. That was the way it should be. But uh, I just would like to also point out that if you look, Abdelkader's shooting percentage right now is – 80%. <laughs> sorry, sorry, was that eight? Was no, it, that was 80. That was 80. Okay. I he even like last year. Did he only have five shots? Is he four or five? Four, yeah, four, yeah, five. four or five. Yeah. That's how bad Burnett and Rhymer are. No, I'm just kidding. Hey. But you know what? That's a guy with that team. Like, obviously, that's going to regress. But he also had a decent amount. He had 154 shots last year. Two years ago, 147 shots. So he's a guy that shoots the puck at a fair amount. So if he keeps I've shooting only, at 80, he's going to have like 100 goals. 600, <laughs> 615, bro. Um, but, like, he's probably this is the best opportunity he's had, right? Like to Well, it's, like, he's been in the top six, like, last year and the year before, kind of in and out. In and out, right, yeah, But, like, this is, like, he's cemented in there yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. And the one the one thing that I always laugh about when I talk about Applicator and the Red Wings is the the quote he had a couple years ago. He goes, I move the piano, Datsuk plays the piano. <laughs> and that's hilarious. That's exactly <laughs> what it soft is. Figure. The nice It's so, so... I mean, he's somebody worth looking at if he's still somehow available. I mean, he will be probably in in in, in like shallower leagues. He's somebody to pick up, especially right now because he's just cemented in that top line. Like, let them go. They, I think the Wings got uh, f- four games this week. I could be wrong. No, they only play three games this week. But still, somebody worth looking at just because of his surrounding cast. Like, it's hard to find guys that play with that good of talent like yeah, every night. For sure. I heard if he does it one more time, the coach already said he's coming out on his on his press uh, press thing and going, I uh. I give the guitar. Applicator plays the guitar. <laughs> Something ridiculous. B-O-B. Plays the guitar. <laughs> All we're saying is Applicator's the net statue. <laughs> Let's look at a couple other uh, lines in the NHL that are just clicking right now. We'll start in uh, Chicago with the Patrick Kane line. He he went underdrafted, I think, just because of the whole legal issue this offseason. Yeah. He went underdrafted. Like, that's a guy who's a lock for the top, you know, first-round pick. And he Should dropped... Be. And like his ADP on on Yahoo is like fourteen, fifteen overall. So he dropped in the second round in a lot of leagues. Where, but in a, in a, in a bunch of leagues, he obviously still went in the first round. So some leagues he's probably dropping in like the third round. Yeah. So people who picked him up, 
just like even second oh, round. This is, yeah, this is Patrick Kane. Even in the first round, he's still like yeah. late first round. But yeah, like a second round pick, unbelievable. Three goals and three assists in three games. Like him and him and that kid Panarin. Yeah, what's Panarin got two and two, right? Yeah, two yeah, and two. two like and two. he's everything. Like I, I have him in every single league. I was <laughs> like so fired up about this kid. As soon as I started writing my draft game, I was like looking. I'm like, oh, who do they got? Who do they pick up? And I'm like, oh, who's this parent? Went and read about him. I'm like, this is this kid's gonna have a huge year he's in that top six, and he's gonna stay. Like, he's looked great. Yeah. Two goals, two assists, and three games to start an NHL career. And then Anisimov in the center, just such a steady guy. Yeah, I like Anisimov a lot, actually. Like, he's another guy, just like especially like in deeper leagues, right? Like center is such a deep position that it's like hard to recommend Anisimov if he's not, like straight center. Yeah. Yeah, and he's not gonna go get seventy points, but he's gonna put up solid solid stats with those two guys. Yeah, exactly. Plus minus. I mean, obviously you don't focus. Yeah, on, like obviously a lot on that, but it's gonna stay up there. I mean, we might be sounding like a broken record here talking about the opportunity and like the potential, but like this is a guy who was like third line killing penalties for New York and a really good penalty killer, right? And did the same thing when he came over to Chicago last year. Now all of a sudden there's openings like towards the yeah. top of that line. Yeah, like he, well, yeah, because yeah, like he, even last year, like he was in, like Columbus had Johansson, then Dubinsky, and then Nisimov, and it's like, what do you? Yeah. Like he can't. Yeah, those up, are those are two good centers. In I, those are three great. Like if you have like those three guys, like just basically stead horsing your offense every time you're on the ice, like you're in good shape, right? For sure. So now he's got now he's more of an offensive role, and he's gonna. He's got the skill too, right? Like we've seen him score some nasty goals. He's got some dirty mittens on the kid. Yeah. Dirty mittens. So that's another guy. Take a look at him. Panarin. If Panarin's available in your league, pick him up. Like yeah. flat out, pick him up right now. Yeah. I mean, I was even I was even asking for the show. I dropped Patrick Hornquist and picked up Panarin, and it was like, should I have done that? And and we all agreed, yeah. Yeah. So, but then I, I mean, picked up Hornquist. Yeah. But I would have picked up Panarin before Hornquist. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you picked up Hornquist after he dropped them? Yeah. yeah. So, so you were sleeping on Panarin. But now I absolutely was sleeping on Panarin. I have actually only IR, and I've just been super lazy about it. Scooping man, up trash. it's three league props, man. Like, just, oh, all over the board. And it was Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. It's Thanksgiving. I got to – I'll pick it up. I'll pick up. I dropped a defenseman in one of my leagues. It's a weekly league. I'm in a weekly league. I dropped one of my defensemen just to guarantee that I got Panarin. I'm like, okay, I'll find somebody to drop um, – you know, next week yeah. to pick up a defenseman. And I looked at my roster, like, up and down. I was like, there's nobody to drop. <laughs> Especially, like, early like, in the season. You don't want to give up on anyone too no, fast, like, the right? guys on my bench, I was just like, I can't drop. Like, it was legitimately between, like, dropping Panarin, dropping Larkin, dropping Kuznetsov, or dropping Krejci. I was like, I can't drop any of these guys for, like, David Savard. Like, I'm not doing it. So I legit just rolled three oh, defensemen. Mark? I just rolled three defensemen this week, like, just hoping that I can make a trade. And get a defenseman. So like, hopefully, if I lose, I'm gonna look like a like just a total jackass. Three out of four. There's four slots in this league. There's four. No, there's four defenseman slots. Yeah, and I played just three. Like I just have an empty slot. So I miss. I mean, it's my... better than a guy with no points and just racking up the minus. Right? Yeah. So, so it doesn't look at it that way. Let's hopefully let's hope for the best. Now, d- our Beebs, I know this one's gonna get you really excited. So <laughs> let's just waiting. Let's just uh, calm down. Let me let me talk about it first, and then we'll get right into oh. it. Your boy, <laughs> your boys from Colorado. Are absolutely shredding it through the first couple games this year. Offensively, yeah. So yeah, like that's but fantasy wise, yeah. And you know what? The guy that I've had the last couple years, and I tried to get him in every single league this year, and I just wasn't able to. Is Gabriel Landeskog? Love the guy. I drafted him like super late in the nation's like mock, nation network mock draft, and I'm like, okay, like people are sleeping on this guy yeah. because of like not a you know, all of the you know all the Avalanche didn't have a great year last year. 
Turns out it was just the nation sleeping on him. Yeah, exactly. So apparently everybody else is awake on that guy. But well, the thing is, like, um, he's one of those guys. If you're in the league, uh, in leagues that uh, count shots and hits too, and stuff, he does like everything. That. Yeah, literally, like Ovechkin, right? Like that's the main argument for picking Ovechkin first overall over the other guys is that he racks up the shots and the hits as well as everything. Else. Yeah, and one of the things about Landis called that like. He got he got labeled a captain when he was really young, so people think he's kind of a lot older than he is. The guy's only twenty three. There's a lot of guys who haven't even cracked the NHL who will in the next year and be decent who yeah. will just start at that age. Most so guys have like their prime years, like twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. Like so he's point. just right there, and, and again, twenty three year old. That's like, just take that chance, and and he's good. He's good across the board, and he's, he's so dirty. He like, looks great too. These first two games, he's flying out there, and it just they got a whole new spark behind him. The team, it kind of looks like. Well, like it's funny just because like. They kind of flew under the radar two years ago. Nobody really expected like crazy things out of them. Then they pushed for the playoffs, and made then the playoffs. Everyone wanted them last year. Oh man, they were the hottest thing. It was the most annoying thing because I did two keeper leagues last year, and it was like, well, that was a hot year for them. If I would have did two keeper leagues this year, I could have got them all. But yeah, last year it was like, oh, you'd see like four or five abs go in the first two rounds. Like, oh well, see you boys. I know. Like in every year, it's so hard. Those are like like for my draft kit, like the projections. It's so hard. To project the guys who had a big rookie year going into their second year, like you, you're so worried about that sophomore slump. And I was like, I projected McKinnon for such a big year last year, and I legitimately remember writing, "If there's anybody that's just like too good for a sophomore slump, it's this guy." And then he, <laughs> and he did it and really he did, hard, and yeah. I looked like a dumbass. So and lesson now, of the day is there's no one too good for a sophomore yeah, slump. Exactly. And McKinnon's sophomore slump, I mean. I'll, I, I tend to watch like 40, 50 games on TV for the Avs. The only reason I don't watch the other ones is because they're so late at night for me. But um, <laughs> but uh, last year, it, it was just over and over. You, he had this. It was no luck last year. So he's kind of guy, like you mentioned, he has the talent to kind of break away from the sophomore slump. I still believe that. I think he can do that for now the third year, and I think he's going to be an absolute stud in leagues, but obviously I'm a little bit biased. He's Well, like, but no, you're not – like. You're right, though, because he's kind of – we, we kind of mentioned it earlier with, with Drew Wang. It's the same boat, yeah. right? Like, but – yeah. McKinnon already kind of had like the opportunity, top six minutes. Yeah, because his shots last year were like one of the he, – he was up there with the yeah. league leaders. He just couldn't get it done. And now like he's got five points in two games. Like he looks great. And I, I remember I projected him for the same like, – I was like, okay, he failed last year at coming through with these projections. So I basically just copied and pasted – 2000, 2014 or 2015 projections and 2016 projections. I was like, he, he didn't do it last year, but it's going to his third year. It's going to happen. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's hilarious because last year, when again, you go into the draft and people are like, oh, these numbers look great. You're probably going a little low. And then this year, you go into the draft, like, whoa, McKinnon's projected a little high there, man. And uh, this guy's a first overall draft pick. And he, he trains with Sid in the offseason, so I think he's coming back a bit better than he was last also year. Also, those those Tim Hortons commercials are I just gold. Yeah, he sucks in the drive-thru. Yeah. <laughs> sucks in the drive-thru. Did you see the one where they're trading cards, though? Yeah. He's like, I'd take that deal. I'll take that for sure. I'd take that deal all day. It's <laughs> hilarious. So they're on absolute fire. Um, another team. Actually, let's shift gears a little bit. Um. Oscar Lindbergh. Let's just talk about him. We'll go to a break after we talk about Mr. Oscar. He's like a good player, but kind of <laughs> like McKinnon. Or not McKinnon, sorry. Where are we going? A, 50, <laughs> a 57% shooting percentage through his first three games. Pretty outrageous. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to say we've, say we've seen crazier things continue throughout a full season, but we have. No, no we haven't. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay, we, like we he's have. averaging 13 and a half minutes a night. Yeah, he's four goals in three games on seven <laughs> shots. Like, it's like... He, I, he, I remember I was, whatever, doing something the other night, and 
I saw something come across my phone that I was just like, um, Oscar Lindbergh, first player to score a goal in his first three NHL <laughs> games or whatever. And then I, I was like, okay, like I, I remember a little bit about this guy. And I went and looked. I'm like, he's not like super offensive. Like, what no. you, what's this guy doing just going and scoring all these goals? No, I think, yeah, I would be really weary of him right now. Especially like the fact he's not moving up that lineup at all. Like with the hot There's nowhere out. to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's nowhere to go. He's yeah. one of those guys where I see him like, you see the, the people who are just looking for like a quick pickup. They go, they hit that goal category and he pops up at the top and people are like, oh yeah, he's scoring. He's got to be one. I think that's where that guy goes. But I think uh, you could kind of just let him pass. Yeah, like he, I mean, he's like, okay, last year he did have 28 goals and 28 assists um, in the AHL. So he's a, he's a goal scorer, but he, like, we've been talking about opportunity all night. He's not going to get it. There's nowhere to go in that lineup. So I think, like, especially if you're somebody that picked him up right away, try to deal him. Get rid of him right now. Sell high. Sell high on this guy. He's going to score, like, 28 goals. That's just solid goal score for sure. But he's not going to score out of 57%. He's probably playing first line AHL, first power exactly. play, first everything. I think he's playing, like, what, third line now? Yeah, he, yeah he's the third line center. It's like, there's nothing wrong with the guy, but it's just, like, for fantasy purposes at this point in time, this is a guy that's going to regress in the next couple weeks, somebody to sell high on, and hopefully you can get somebody who's not playing well. Yeah, let uh, let some other idiot in your league pick him up. Yeah, or go for like, yeah, have someone idiot. dumb like me who drops Patrick Hornquist and maybe like shoot for a guy like that. That yeah, makes a little more sense. <laughs> just go offer Oscar Lindbergh right for now, just everyone. straight up for straight up for like James Neal. Yeah, guys, and guys, and picked up a point. Just give it to him. Just be like, hey, bud, look at this guy. Four goals, seven shots, best shooting percentage since Justin Abligator. <laughs> since you want to get this guy, I'll give you. A, just give me James Neal. Be all right, <laughs> but uh. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough about <laughs> Oscar Lindbergh. Yeah. Well, uh, we're gonna just fire it over to the blue. St- <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna fire it over to the blue stones here. Uh, I'll let you guys listen to them for a grab a beer, minute. chill out, listen to some stones. We'll see you after the break. We'll see you after the break. We'll jump into some quick injury news, and then we'll get back to some guys that you should probably target as well, and then other guys that you should probably trade now or just stay away from altogether. And then following that, we'll hit up some big-time Twitter questions from our, from our fans. We our faithful you guys. viewers. So, yeah, here we go. The Blue Stones. Episode 2.2 of the Daily Faceoff Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dylan Berthium. Hope you enjoyed those sweet, sweet tunes from the Blue Stones. Blue Stones. <laughs> Going to toss it over real quick to our host, Brock Segan, with the injury report. Brock. 
Ooh, give it to me, bro. <laughs> so, Nikos Backstrom, obviously a premier center in the NHL. He yep. returned to practice today. Um, it was kind of a strange situation. He wasn't really, like, cleared for contact, but he, like, took part in some battle drills. Like, the, So, there was some minor contact. He's expected to meet with his surgeon this week. He'll kind of be – like, that'll determine exactly how long he's out for. It's kind of been, like, a, uh, a cloudy – timetable yeah to say the least at the, to, to this point so he's gonna meet with the surgeon this week he'll be able to maybe then determine exactly how long in all honesty like from where i'm coming from i think that it looks like he's gonna be out not quite as long as yeah originally expected I mean, they were saying like maybe 10 games i was gonna say uh they're only one game in the year they've only played one game yeah he could be back in three or yeah, four yeah they've had a nice schedule for that um if you draft the back the thing i was gonna say i mean if you follow any nhlb writer you know that the fact that he returns taking some contact at all is a good sign. Like a lot of guys coming back from injury will come back. They got the red jersey on. No one. That was funny too because like they like he came out today and like kind of like the Capitals beat reporters like whoa, whoa wait like he was like he's like in the no contact but he's like taking they're like whoa wait is he getting wh- they're hitting him what's <laughs> happening like they were like freaking out they didn't know how to take yeah, Ovi it. Run out. Yeah. <laughs> Ovi run out. Ovi just runs him. Mine. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> back. No joke though. That's. No joke. That's what they said. They're like, okay, mind you, we're not running him into the end boards. Like, yeah. he's just getting bumped. It's like a normal player. Yeah, yeah it's, he, it's definitely uh, – Like an eight-year-old. He's, he's, a, he's taking part in a youth practice. It's definitely not – like, it's definitely – I mean, kind it's of – It's noteworthy. Really yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That's it affects a lot of things. Like, it affects the he's – on, he's, on he's on the way back. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, another, another – there's a couple big injuries, to be honest with you. Like, Halak – Still hasn't returned to practice. See, like the, when they were talking about it at first, I was like, "Hey, this is minor. He might miss the first game or two. Hasn't returned to practice. Grice has been solid, like as his replacement, but still hasn't returned to practice. Yeah, he, solid enough. Solid enough. But he he's been skating like before practice with like the goalie coaches. So yeah. he's he's still working on ice, but he's not really close to returning. Like I like, there's been it's weird. Like I think that this injury could potentially be more serious than the Islanders are really leading on because, like, when Jack Capuano addresses the media, like, he gives no update on Lack. And if he does, it's so vague. It's like, yeah, he's day-to-day. Yeah. Like, there's yeah, nothing – they're saying nothing about him. Kind of makes you worry that it's a little bit worse than – Exactly, right? Um, another big injury out of Boston this morning. He didn't play, obviously, uh, tonight – or, sorry, this afternoon. Um, this afternoon being – Like – like Monday afternoon, yeah. being yeah, Monday guys. afternoon. So like when you listen to this on Tuesday morning, he, it was Monday afternoon. Brad Marchand is out definitely with a concussion. Um, it's okay though. You bring in a guy who's twice his size to come. Uh, yeah, who's uh, who's benefiting? Who's Brett, Connolly, yeah. Brett Connolly. Brett yeah, Connolly, former Tampa Bay Lightning. He bumped up to the top six today. He played in the top line with Bergeron. Uh, Brett Connolly, he's, he's a solid scorer. He's somebody to, like, don't pick him up. Don't yeah. do it. The Boston Bruins are an absolute just garbage fire right now. Like, honestly, like, I have Rask in the league. I'm like, like, I wish I would have traded him preseason because they're just a dumpster fire. They're brutal. No, yeah, and what, what I meant by bringing in a guy bigger was uh, Char actually came back today. So it's, Char you lose one, back. you get one. So uh. See, Char is another – I'm not going to jump right back into the pickups again, but Char is somebody to definitely probably pick up. Yeah, really. yeah, the guy's right. awesome. Six foot nine, guy could just hammer the puck. Why? Wouldn't he's like he's a safe double digit goals for a defenseman, which is pretty huge in fantasy hockey, right? Like I, I'm sure you could look at. I don't know. If no, yeah, no. I'm he is. Just, he's no. He I'm scores. Sure. 
No, he scores, man. He's like the guy from – what's the – I I was trying to think of his name before you finish your sentence. What's the guy's name from D2 Mighty Ducks that just has like – Fulton Reed. Fulton yeah, Reed. Yeah. He's in D1 too, though. He's in the whole yeah. well, like That's what I mean. Like, I he was like the good guy. I, D, everybody watched D2 more than they watched yeah, I, D2. Yeah, so D2 was for sure. D2 the, was the best. D3 line. was a farce. So I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> it was horrible. Okay, how does Charlie Conway going from scratching himself in the Goodwill Games finals – to all of a sudden, he's the best player on the varsity team or the JV team. Sorry, I, I'm not buying it. I was gonna say we could do probably like a whole podcast on like one whole podcast. Yeah, we could go for we could do a whole weekly podcast. We'd have a side podcast that's just about hey, the ducks. This one's about the ducks. That's <laughs> what wrong, I was gonna say. Right. We could have a daily face-off podcast and a. Deep mighty ducks podcast and a daily ducks podcast. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, in all, in all, like honestly, like. Charlie Conway sucked. <laughs> for all, for all intents and purposes. Dude? Where did that come from? Where is he? How is he all of a sudden one of the best offensive players on that squad? I, show me show me how in the line of the trilogy where Spazway all of a sudden becomes the number one center. Hey, D, I got one one name for you. Justin Ablocator. Justin Ablocator. Back. <laughs> Four years ago was the Charlie Conway of Detroit. Yeah, race. Now he's just putting in goals. So. But there was no like, equivalent. There was no story to show how Conway just all of a sudden became this stud. Adam Banks was He like, was like the Andrew Ferentz, right? Like he's, he's always this garbage guy. captain. Can we talk about I'm pretty sure the only reason they stripped him the seas because they're not sure he's going to play every game, right? Oh, like, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Like, he's not good. <laughs> not sure if he'll make it there every <laughs> game. Like, Boston's basically, I think, looking right now like, uh, can we have him back? Because we could use him. Use some bad but guys. Do we want them? We can use some bad guys. <laughs> They're bad. Yeah, we can yeah. use like a, a not very good event. As a Leafs fan who is featured prominently in the Game Seven reaction video, I just want to say how freaking sweet it is to see Boston just falling apart right now. Dude, like it was so. How, how's that? Uh, how's that Tyler Sagan trade working out for you? Yeah. How is everything? Wor- They're at dang. least we got Kapanen in this show for it. They're no. <laughs> <laughs> They're terrible. They're bad. You know what, though? Like, yeah, they're Jerry not going to show. <laughs> you know what? In all honesty, like, they're bad, but they're not going to be. No, there's, uh, they still have good players, right? And Rask is still, like, top. You dude. know what? In all honesty, like, I we kind of been chirping them a little bit. but like, No, Rask I just is, like to shit on Boston. Yeah, well, like, rightfully so. Like, I yeah. shit on the Leafs whenever I can. Yeah. But in all honesty, like, <laughs> Rask is, like, go after that guy. Like, is he good? Absolutely. Is he going to all of a sudden be terrible this year? Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a great strong. guy to buy him now. Well, it looks like he just has horrible. Yeah, he, well, are even just if selling him. He's yeah. never been good against the Habs. Even if he's, he's give- like, dude, he's three. Okay, this is definitely not a totally correct statistic, but he is like roughly three, 18, and like three in his career against the Montreal Canadiens. And then it's probably just the reverse splits against the Leafs. <laughs> yeah. 18, three. But like, thing is like even if boston's uh given up more shots than they have in the last few years like he's probably in all likelihood still gonna be saving shots at like a 920 clip and he's gonna be worth that if andre pavic can be like a decent goalie like tukarask is still gonna be a low-end number one at Pavlik's the very trash Pavlik's straight trash uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't buy into the Pavlik hype. This is a guy who's got like a 900 save percentage four years in a row. Shits out of 920. There always. isn't even Pavlik hype. Like there really. I is. think the only reason is. He's like probably the worst clear cut starter in the league. I wouldn't even say he's clear cut. Hutchinson's yeah, legit, man. Like Nations Network 
reporters for for Jets Nation love Hutchinson, man. Like they're Drop all some names. Let's give some they all the Jets talk Nation. about how he should just be like not the number one per se, but he's a they love him. Well, I. I I think anyone who's been following that team obviously knows that, like, Havlick's last year. Havlick's pretty good, though. He's not a bad goalie. He's bad. He's not bad. Would you rather have just – would you rather have Andre Pavlik or James Reimer? Reimer. Dude, if you – okay. All right. Dude, if you look over the last four years, if we take a larger sample size than just one season, Reimer's been the better goalie over that time. But, like – if you had to win one game, also Rhymer's from Winnipeg, you'd probably kill it for the Jets. <laughs> I remember last year tweeting like, "So like, is this gonna happen? Like, when is Rhymer gonna get traded to Winnipeg? Like, it's definitely gonna happen." Really though, Rhymer one game over Pavlik. Uh yeah no but seriously dude yeah yeah absolutely Beebs Pavlik or Rhymer? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Pavlik on this one. Jimmy Howard. No, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen James Rhymer stand on his head against Boston and played playoff. sweet the other night. I, I was talking about the playoff seasons, though. But like, no, I'm just saying he is. Yeah. He had, but like, he, he played better than Bernier. Uh he's gonna probably be their number one. Like this, it'll week. be interesting to see. I mean, they got they got a back. They've already said they're splitting. Yeah, well, they got a back to back. What you mean like going forward? They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going forward, yeah. Like they're splitting like this week's games, but yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like obviously, like I think like I think like realistically, like this week's games kind of gave them an opportunity to say like, okay, here's another shot, right? It's like, hey, Bernier. You have to – I think Bernie's in the position where like, a week ago, he was like, I'm the number one. Like, I remember I, – It Bab- was more like you're the number one until you have a bad game. But Babcock came in and he said, like, a week before the season, he's like, eh, yeah, don't yeah, know what – He, know he who said I'm he wasn't going to do that goalie flip-flop thing. Yeah, he, he said he's like, I don't know who my number one is. And then as soon as game one came around, he's like, oh, yeah, like, like Bernie's my starter. And then he went back to him, yeah. Uh I will say this, like, as bad as the Leafs uh, admittedly are, it's not easy starting the season playing three games in Fortnite. No. Especially they, for the goaltenders. I mean, I, it's They pretty, didn't play any bad It's pretty commendable what Reimer did, right? Because we talked about uh, we talked about in the last podcast. His numbers are all so how, good against Ottawa, though. We talked about how terrible, um, how bad it is to play a goalie on a back-to-back, right? Like, Reimer essentially did that. Because he came into the, like, for, he played 40 minutes in that, in that uh, game before the back-to-back yeah. on Saturday. So, uh, I... I I've always been a Reimer fan. I like I never even thought they had to trade for Bernier personally, but you think Reimer would could be like a, a good starter on a good, good team? Yeah, absolutely. Carry. If he was on the Kings, man, he'd be awesome. Like you know what I mean? If he was on a team where he was facing twenty shots a night, he'd be solid. He doesn't give up that bad goal that some. Goal I mean, I guess Ben Scrivens went to went went to L A and did did his thing. Like he looked awesome. Like, yeah, and he had six starts. Now he's in the he NHL. just can't face thirty five shots a night every time. Well. I could I could list uh, a bevy of goaltenders that went through the King system that I think are better than Jonathan Quick. So I still, dude, Jonathan Quick is still the most athletic. Yeah, he's clutch. Yeah, yeah, but he overcommits all the time, right? And he gets burned for it. So, but as much, but he's yeah, he's still good. He's good because he's good from a fantasy perspective because he plays for the Kings. If Jonathan Quick was on the Leafs, it would not be pretty. So, like, is that the only reason that he starts for like Team USA though? Is because Team USA is good too? Uh no, because. I don't know who else is going to start for that team. I, I think Ryan Miller. Well, I think Quick. There. I think it's pretty clear what I'm saying. I think Quick's pretty overrated. I think that's going to. Yeah, Ryan. But I think Quick's pretty overrated. I think that carries over in all state, right? Because he's one of those guys that looks really good, but if you kind of break down the footage, he's over committing a lot. Like he's got doesn't have the most size, right? And I'll give it to him. He makes some of the sickest saves I've ever seen, and he's one of the more athletic goalies in the league. 
but that kind of leads to him overcommitting a lot. If uh, if you pass around the minute all day, I agree. I do. I like. I like him. He's a good fantasy goalie for sure. Yeah. Real life, there's some other guys. Like, like if he was on the Leafs, he's not good. He's not owned in fantasy leagues. He's got a 9-12 save percentage. Yeah, Imagine 9 12, giving up 30 shots a night. Hey, yeah, I don't think pre- any goalie should be like super highly owned for the Leafs. But okay, one we got really far away from the injury report there. One, I just have one last injury. It's not like totally like super fantasy relevant, but it's kind of a big injury, especially if you're keeping leagues. Robbie Fabry also out indefinitely with a concussion. A former first round pick. He's looked good for the for the Blues. He was a guy that fought for a, a roster position last year. He made the team this year. It's kind of a it's a it's a crappy story because he was sweet for Team Canada in the World Juniors. It's, yeah, it's a guy he got injured. Yeah, yeah, so true. You got you got to question a guy like this too. Like now, that's that's two big injuries in two years. Uh, you got to hope he's not glass. It was kind I, of a well, question. I, I don't think concussions really fall under that category. Tough, but but yeah, like, but it's still just like once you like have one, one unlucky guys, you know. Once you have one, yeah, it kind of opens that door to more, which is kind of scary. I, concussions aren't anything you want to fool around with. Hopefully, definitely. Yeah. If we. Uh, We've got a couple of Twitter questions, so we'll, we'll, we'll put those on hold for a few minutes. I just want to jump into a couple guys um, that, A, you should maybe just, like, buy, lo- like, buy low on or sell high on. Um, and we're talking in the trade market here, obviously. Yeah, like, in, yeah, exactly. Um, first of all, I think somebody like Eric Stahl is somebody, like, he was so... Underdrafted. Dude, I got him in, like, the 12th round. In so league. insane. This is a guy that was, like, a former first-round pick, like, in fantasy. Like, in real life. But in fantasy, he was, a like, a first-round fantasy draft pick. Consistently, and now, yeah. And now he's a 12th-round pick. It's like, well, a couple bad years, but they're not even bad years. I like, think the biggest knock on him is how bad Carolina is, right? Like, and they're improving, though. And really, like, his numbers haven't changed, like, since he was taken in the first round and now being taken in the 12th round. He's getting the same amount of minutes. He's in the same spot. Not same spot, but he's in the same same position to get the minutes that he is. He's first-line power play, first-line everything out there. So, it shouldn't change that. No, absolutely not. And, sorry, I just wanted to quickly interrupt. Going back to Carolina and the injury report, James Wisniewski out for six months. Yep, bye. Torn ACL. That guy is so injury prone. It's insane. Too bad because he's a good player, especially from a fantasy perspective. Oh my right? god! And he lasted. I feel bad. Like for him, it's kind of cool because he, he played forty seven seconds for a team. He's gonna make some pretty solid money. <laughs> <He's laughs> uh, forty seven seconds, and they they needed him. They could have been a team. Dude, he's like probably on the list of like most underrated defensemen. Like, oh, absolutely. He especially fans from a fantasy yeah. perspective. Carolina, like honestly, that's a team. To me, like they're not gonna, they're not a playoff team by any means, but they're an underrated team. They've got a lot of good young talent. They're fast. They are fast, and you know, with the fact that Jeff Skinner can play on your third line, you can still be decent. I know, I still don't, I still don't understand the whole Jeff Skinner thing. Like, he doesn't get the opportunity that he deserves. But going back to Stall real quick, he had nine shots against the Red Wings the other night. It's amazing. That's awesome. He's, he's Eric Stahl. Like he's that's a great sign. He's the offensive catalyst of the team. That's to a guy. Say the least. He's only seventy nine percent owned in Yahoo League. So if he's available in your league for some freaking reason, yeah, yeah. Pick him up. go to go go to waivers right now. But if not, make a trade for that guy. Dude, because you could trade nobody. You could trade Oscar Lindbergh for Eric Stahl, and I'm <laughs> taking that every day of the week. If you're the average uninformed fantasy hockey, if you're not, li- you know, if, you if you're not listening to the daily faceoff, yeah, there, there you go, there you go. Also known as um. Another guy, there's a couple guys that were just like super, super good last year that, in my estimation, were going to regress this year, but are still extremely good players. One is Rick Nash. 
The other is Jakub Borjak. Both yep. of them, no way. I, I just don't trust Rick Nash. I never have. Scored 40 goals last year, 42 goals last year. He ain't going to score 40 this year. No, but he'll be over 30 again. Oh, exactly. Over. He'll be great. Yeah. He's got no points yet. Borjak. It's not going to be It's elite. the same idea we talked about with Hoodler, right? Like, Hoodler's like super solid, super consistent, but don't expect the 70. But Rick Nash now. is just super inconsistent. Like, he goes 40 25. Like, it's like he, he, but he's always been like that. A lot of goal scorers are like that. It is great. Absolutely. But. That, but right now, no points. Let's go try to trade for a guy. Because in all honesty, like this guy went in the second round probably. And yeah, the I, guy who drafted him is looking like – Panicking. He has no points yet. Oh, my God. He's going to be not good. He's a bust. Just he's take back a look to the out. old Rick just, yeah. just throw something out there. Cast the bait. Hopefully you take a bite. Be super manipulative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Do whatever yeah. it takes. Yeah, text them that Rick Nash guy. Ask like, for like crap, two man. to three players before Rick Nash before you get there. I guess I'll consider taking Nash. Just be like, okay, well, like every other time he scored forty goals, he's oh. not had a good year after that. So, and by the way, the first trade offer you ever you send should always be like so ridiculous it's not going to be accepted. Like, think about the trade you want to make and then make it so ridiculously skewed in your favor and send that. And that's how you should always be setting trade talks, really. Basically, like, if your first trade offer to somebody doesn't result in you receiving a text that says, are you kidding me? <laughs> then you didn't do a good job. No, you didn't do a good job. Or they're an idiot. Or, like, they're just dumb. Oh, hey, have you ever sent one of those like, and they go yeah. through and you're just like... <laughs> I'm not going to lie, the other week, oh, my God, fantasy football, I don't mean to bring this up again. I offered a trade and I was just like... I was so mad. I was 0-3. I was like, I gotta make it. I gotta make a change. And I offered a deal, and I got Alshon Jeffrey, and he hasn't even played yet. And I was just like, when it got accepted, I was just like, oh man, I don't even remember offering this classic, trade. Classic fraud. And then I was just, <laughs> just like, blacked out and <laughs> sent a bunch of trade offers out. Just like, oh man. This For those who don't know, I uh, play a lot of fantasy sports with Brock. It's actually happened before in fantasy baseball where Brock has offered a trade to someone. It's been accepted, and Brock's made an appeal to have that trade reversed <laughs> because he felt like he wasn't in the best conscious state at the time. In his defense, I've done the same thing. Yeah. I think we all have. Like, the, in, 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 all, in all honesty, like, the best time to offer fantasy hockey trades are when you're inebriated. Like, yeah, and when you're all sitting around in a circle and it's like, oh, hey, I really want Rick Nash. Boom. Yeah, you yeah. should really never offer just a straight up trade. Like you should just grab the person by by the scuff of their neck and just be like, hey, "Give me Rick Nash." <laughs> like that's like over over the internet. Like that's not gonna ever happen. Just get just get after him in person, and then if you're in like yeah, a yeah if you can create some dialogue, it's usually the better way to go. Right? Like you got more potential than just sending counters back forth. That's why it sucks when you're in a league with people you don't know. Oh, it's like what the hell's the point of doing that? It's dumb. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I can't even try to manipulate these people. It's like, <laughs> I don't know you. You can't manipulate me. I'm yeah. never trading that guy a good player. I don't, I don't know, know how to pull at your heartstrings to make you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Jakob Borchek's another guy to go after. Like, no points. Had a great year last year. Plays with Giroux. The Flyers, like, at a one nothing shutout tonight. So, like, their offense clearly has not started going. No, that's that's, that's two goals in two games. Or, no, sorry. Four goals in three games. Definitely gonna pick up because they're not the greatest defensive team. They're more known for scoring goals. But uh, another couple guys I would look at is, in all honesty, I've been thoroughly impressed with uh, the Edmonton Oilers defense. Yeah, not so much their offense because they have like a goal. That'll come around though, dude. Like they got exactly. a lot of new pieces. That's the point. Yeah, Cam Talbot's looked good, and their defense has played solid in front of them. So now is it? Keeper leagues too, like Cam's probably a sweet pick. But now, but but right? the the thing you got to look at too is, 
Is it more of like a Todd McClellan effect where maybe they're going to be less offensive, more defensively responsible? He came from Detroit. That's his system, right? He's a more defensive. Sure, but like he still had his guys in San Jose who put up a shit right. ton of points, right? Right. So that's why like I think like when you looked at Cam Talbot this offseason, you kind of like just thought about the Oilers, not about Todd McClellan, not about actually how good Cam Talbot was in, in New York. He's a guy you should go after because that's not that team. You know what? Oscar Kleffbaum is unbelievable. Yeah, very underrated. He's like he's so good, and that's gonna be. I think Talbot went drastically underdrafted by me as well. Like I, oh yeah, I was scared of him too. I was terrified of Edmonton. <laughs> I yeah. seen Edmonton goalie and I run for the hills hard. It's hard to like uh, <laughs> bet half your goalie starts on Edmonton. <laughs> yeah, it just like it's not enough. No, but like. That's the thing. Like, I mean, right if you're taking, now, I'm just saying, if you're taking three. like second, right? Like, if you're taking his, your second goalie. Okay, here's a good question. So I think like, like, ultra especially sell high on Mike Smith right now. So going forward from today on, would you rather own Cam Talbot or Mike Smith? I, that's a tough one. I wouldn't like do that trade. Who would you rather? Uh, own? You know what? I'm just gonna say I think Edmonton's got more potential than Arizona to. Protect their goaltenders. I'll, I'll go with Talbot. Although I think you could probably swing a trade, like if you're looking at a position, you have Mike Smith. Like you could probably pick up Talbot and then like an extra piece in there. So that's all I'm gonna say. But I'd probably take Talbot right. Right now, like you could trade. Like you should sell high Mike Smith. Like yeah. if you're not offering Mike Smith to every single owner in your league right now, that's a mistake. Mike yeah. Smith should be in every single trade offer. Like they, they just beat L.A. and Pittsburgh, and he looked great. Both occasions. Sell high as high as possible. You, you know, not even yeah, as high not, as possible. Sell high. I'm not convinced it's the return of Mike Smith. I like Mike Smith. I always have, but that's not a good team. Yeah. yeah. No, I was gonna say I would. I would like if we go back to the Talbot Mike Smith question. I would. I would have swayed more just to kind of be a, a pain in everyone's ass. I would have said Mike Smith, but that's only because again I'm just trying to trying to go against you there. Um, reason for that just he's just like a he's just a, he's been steady for the last couple of years obviously last year was just horrible the guy was getting peppered and i don't know i don't even know what he was doing in the net but um i want him to return to form obviously he's not going to keep up his 971 save percentage that's impossible <laughs> yeah if he can though woo! oh if he can he might, he might win the best <laughs> might that be the highest save percentage yet but you know what i didn't I, you know what, honestly, like, I asked a question that I'm not even sure I know the answer to. No. But, like, I, I just would... think there's more opportunity for wins in. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about two really sus- suspect teams, yeah. right? But Edmonton probably has more the potential. Ups- more upside for wins, I would think. I'm a big McClellan fan, too. Though. I'm a big just wins fan when it comes to fantasy netminers because I think that you can just, like, the wins are the things that are hard to come by. How are we talking about the wins again? <laughs> the wins. I said wins, uh, not said wings. wins. Did he sound like wings? No, the wins are tough to come by. I I think that the wins are like something you should target and then you need to find like somebody like Corey Schneider, like By wins you mean finding goalies that are on good teams, right? Yeah. Like that's basically Or just it. goalies that win consistently. And that's a team like But it's hard you can't really find a goalie that wins consistently. No, but like a on a good team, team though. But yeah. like that's not but goal but like goalie wins aren't like a they're an individual stat. They get attributed to the goalie, but it's like pitcher wins in uh, baseball, oh, right? Like it's totally dependent on your team. I'm just saying if I'm if I'm gonna, I'm more dependent on wins, and I think it's easier to find somebody to break yeah. down your splits 
So if I'm going to decide between Talbot yeah, or Smith, is- if they both start 65 games, I think that Talbot has a higher potential yeah. of winning 30. Exactly. So, yeah, like, like what we're seeing is you want to look for wins, but those aren't necessarily attributed to the individual player no. as much their team. No, like it's I'm the same like, thing we're talking about with Clay. Like, don't take Talbot and trade Corey Crawford to get Talbot. No. Corey Crawford, way better. Even if Talbot. Talbot's a potentially more skilled goaltender, he's on a much, much, much better team. Corey Crawford's, yeah. Okay. Well, um, get the, let's get to, let's get, yeah, let's get to a couple Twitter questions. Yeah, appreciate uh, the love, guys. Yeah. Absolutely. From our faithful listeners. So we've got a couple of questions here. The first one is from at Low Guppy. Guppy? Low Guppy. How legit are Boschman, Larkin, and Domi moving forward? I'm just going to start it off. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to lie because I love Larkin. Excuse me. I think that he is going to be a stud this season. He should absolutely be picked up in every league possible because of his opportunity that he's been given. Boschman, on the other hand, I think one out of three guys are potentially legit going forward, and that's Larkin. Like, Boschman. I think Larkin is the best the best option of the three. Yeah. I think Boschman, because he's a defenseman, if you have a bad defenseman on your team, I would go get Boschman just because he has proven to have decent years in the past. And that, from the looks of two years ago and the first two games of this season, that looks like to be an electric avalanche offense. And right now, I was going to say watching the games, um, one thing that the uh, that the Altitude announces, which is the Avalanche uh, home home uh, station there, one thing that they said was that Boschman's kind of in a position where he's just kind of feeding guys right now. He's just feeding the monsters. And, like, he has all these talents around him, especially they said he's great at setting Eric Johnson up for the one-timer. He's, a, he, um, he's an amazing puck. Yeah. Yeah. So they yeah. said, like, he, he's just sitting there. He's like, they have Tyson Berry, and then they have him in between the two of them. They just... They're, either one of them will be on all the time just to be able to control the play for the team, and it's uh, huge. My only thing about Boschman is that he might be, like, the third guy. Yeah, exactly. At any point, Tyson and Berry could take over. No offense, like, it's not an awesome team he's on in Colorado. No, yeah. Like, they're going to do a lot of their damage on the power play, right? So when we're talking about plus-minus, that's, again, a team stat, and he might suffer to that degree. I, I think Boschman will probably be consistent with what he's done, like, around 30 to 40 points, but I wouldn't be expecting a 50-point season from yeah, he's like a good third or fourth guy in like a league of uh, like if you're like if 20. you're really hurting for defensemen, fine. But like if you're not exactly like if you need if you absolutely have just some just bottom feeder as your fourth defenseman, which is a nightmare to be which because you don't want a guy in your lineup every night who's putting up twenty points in the game. Yeah, like just take a flyer on him early in the season. Like it never like especially defenseman your fourth fifth defenseman. It never hurts to take a take a leap of faith like a week or two in the season because defensemen aren't like fours where they're just going to go off. Oh, he's yeah. definitely like um, – Someone to keep an eye on. He's more – like Larkin's kind of like if Larkin keeps this op- – like if he keeps the role he has, yeah. right? Like we talked about earlier in the show. Larkin I- has a way greater opportunity than Boschman does in Colorado. Right, but he also has the potential to end up back with – Grand Rapids. But for two weeks, would you rather have Boschman or Larkin? All I'm saying is Boschman's the safer pick moving forward, obviously. But it's totally different. We're talking about a center and defenseman. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. Larkin has the higher window or the higher ceiling. Boschman's just And if we're talking about keeper leagues, which bear in mind normally when we're talking – unless we say otherwise, we're talking about standard, like, 12-team leagues generally, right? That appeal to the mass audiences. Obviously, a lot of people do keeper leagues too. Larkin's a steal in keeper leagues. But this is a question I think that was geared towards standard leagues, we're assuming, right? Because unless you say so, otherwise we're going to assume it's not a keeper league. And Domi's another guy I would not pick up quite yet. Um, it depends who you have, I think. I think Domi, like, there's just too much. 
Yes. I'm looking at the average squad post drafts and who's like drafted in those like whatever the 200 spots, right? I, I and especially for I, with I, the question being how legit are they? I think Lurkin is legit. Boshman's Boshman. Boshman is semi legit. He's Boshman. He's just Boshman. Yeah. yeah. Just go look at Boshman's past statistics, and that's what Boshman is going to do. Minus the plus minus, because plus minus is no. And Domi, Domi is also pretty legit. Like that's a kid that yeah, he's, he's a dynamic talent. By the way, if you're drafting players based on plus minus, you got you're listening to the wrong podcast right now. <laughs> because <laughs> podcast is like the l- or sorry, <laughs> plus, plus minus is the least consistent stat year to year for uh, skaters. It's a totally team-dependent stat. You can look at Dusters, Greg Campbell on Boston, who have had sick plus-minus in the past years. Greg Campbell, nice. The only time – okay, I know – sorry, I just wanted – before I jump into the next thing, I just wanted to let you guys know that that was Dylan who said Greg Campbell and Michael Grabner on back <laughs> – that's the only time he's ever getting mentioned. He wasn't pumping his tire. I know. I just, I'm just letting you know. Like that's he was the my only. example of how a terrible player can have a good plus minus on an awesome team. It's just funny that you mentioned Michael Grabner and Gregory Campbell. You just love those bottom feeders. What are you talking about? Grabner's a good player. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I'll, I'll take our second question. We'll move on there. Just kind of keep things rolling here. Um, this is from Gavin C137. Um, I'm a... Uh, so he, he – sorry, he's uh, he's asking uh, Brian Little or Mark Shifley. Have, uh, he says, have Little currently and considering the move. So we're kind of hoping that that's just a free agent pickup on Mark Shifley. Yeah, I think that's what he's asking. That's kind of what it was. But even anyway, if – There's no training, way you're um, dropping Brian say, Little. We say not Brian Little. Um, we we kind of all talked about it before. We agreed. Brian Little just he, – he's the man in front of Shifley right now, and, and it's going to kind of be that way. He's the guy who's been putting up yeah. 60 points year He's been doing year, it right? consistently, yeah. So I would say stick to Brian Little. Like we said, don't don't overreact right away from the first couple numbers that you see from early games. That's just a small sample size. Um, Shifley's had a good couple games. Again, keep an eye on him, but uh, Little's for sure. Not a guy, guy you drop. That, yeah. yeah, not the guy you drop for him, um, at least if you have the decision. Yeah, I just think you don't make the – like that's not the move, right? You don't drop Little for Shifley. It's not like you own one Jet centerman. Yeah. They're both worth owning if you have somebody worse than Little. If Little is your worst center – then you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, you, don't you, can need play the, you can play the wing too, right? Right, yeah, you don't need you don't need to drop little for Shifley. Not I mean, at all. little plays with two very good wingers. I mean, if you look at Blake Wheeler, Blake Wheeler has got a point in all three games that he's played. He's got two goals this year. He shoots quite a bit. He's he's in very good hands. I've actually had those guys in the past together, and they're awesome together. Like they're I took, sick. I took they're on under the radar guys. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I probably shouldn't recommend what I'm about to say. But I took Lad Wheeler and Little today in DraftKings. It backfired just a touch, but well, that'll happen. You take your shots. You know, you got to take your shots. They were playing the Islanders and Thomas Grice. Who I'm, <laughs> I, you know what? I've been t- attacking Thomas Grice in DraftKings so far. It's <laughs> <laughs> not panned out. You guys no, are not. killing me. Yeah, dude. Yeah. We'll talk about the. Uh, He's greasy, greasy, but DraftKings more on uh, Saturday. Saturday, yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. probably a po- another podcast coming out Saturday, and we'll uh, preview a nice DraftKings lineup for you guys. Last Twitter question right now from at Sports Statement. Is Cromwell going to be manning the top power play unit this year, or is Mike Green might have to cut Cromwell loose if Green gets that gig? I'm going to throw that to our lineup specialist, Brock. What do you got? Uh, and our Detroit lineup Red Wings specialist, specialist. And Detroit Red Wings specialist. Um, as of right now, Nicholas Cromwell is on the top unit. But, like, it's, it's kind of a funny situation because, like, if you look at their top unit, it's, like, Zetterberg. Franz and Abdelkader and Nyquist. 
four very good offensive players. But then if you look at their second units, Tatar, Shahan, Richards, Polkin, and Green, it's almost like one A, one B. They don't. They, they're not like like we talked about how Washington's like ninety seconds with two exactly. full power play. It's not like that. It's not like that whatsoever. It's not like Ovechkin who goes out there for two minutes. And obviously, we talk about how huge power play time, but Cromwell's also a defenseman who's produced really well at even strength over the years too. So. Nicholas Cromwell is absolutely one of the most consistent defensemen, and this year, more than ever, it seems like Cronwall has gone way later than he ever has. Yeah. So he's the type of guy, if you have Cronwall, unless you're a sports statement, you're a huge Red Wings fan, you took him <laughs> early, like probably I did, if you have him as your third defenseman, maybe even second, this is not a guy you drop whatsoever. No, like, but if, if, Mike Green, if he's saying, should I drop Cronwall from Mike Green? I don't think that's what he's saying. Yeah, I hope not. Because I, think he's, I think he's saying like if Green's cutting into the power play time, it's Cronwall. No, you don't drop, the you, no. you don't drop Nicholas Cronwall. Because let's not kid around, right? Like They could easily end up on the power play together at some point. They're opposite shots, right? Left and right, I believe. Yeah, finally, we got a right-handed shot. Babcock's still without any. Yeah, when is he going to put Frankie Corrado in the lineup? They need that right shot. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Give Corrado a shot. Roman Polak's horrible. Give the kid a chance. Martin Marincin, horrible. Where's the A, though? No, Polak, not Marincin. <laughs> Both horrible. Yeah. But what do you guys think? Cut Cronwall? No. No. Don't cut Cronwall. Yeah. Sport statement. You got to remember, too, like, that zigs out right now. That, that affects the power play, too, a little bit. That's a whole other talent coming in in a month, and he's just going to Oh, my God. I forgot we even had that guy. Isn't he, like, the best player in the NHL? No. no. Oh, he's 36. I don't know about that. But. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Good. it's been two. It's been really cool. It has, it has not been It's been cool. cool. It's been cool. Cool. It's been two. It's been cool. Anyways. Glad we got oh, to share it. I apologize that we couldn't have released it last Saturday. I'm sure you guys would have loved to spend your entire Thanksgiving Day weekend slash Columbus Day weekend and just listen to us. But, uh, again, my bad. Um, we are going to just make up for that sorry mistake by coming yeah, we're back. We're dropping two this week. We're going to come back with a couple podcasts this week. This is going to be released, obviously, Tuesday. And we're going to come back again with one released Saturday morning. With more pickups, more fun fantasy hockey statistics, and of course, our daily fantasy lineups. Before I send it off to the Blue Stones, I would like to apologize to anybody who joined our DraftKings contest this weekend. I thought that it was just like as many people who could join as possible. I didn't realize that it needed to fill up. We will reduce the amount of people so that it actually fills up because <laughs> it was a pretty lofty goal heading into week one. So don't worry, we will have the DraftKings contest coming towards you in week two this Saturday for for the Daily Faceoff podcast. I'm Brock Segan. Well, real quick, I just want to say if you guys are enjoying the music on the show, uh, go check out the Blue Tones. They are or Blue Stones, sorry, they are on Spotify. They make good music. They're good dudes. Check them out. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm Big Daddy Beebs. I'm D. And we'll uh, we'll see you later. We missed you guys. Good luck this week.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.